This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are expecting a phone call very quickly from Representative Frank Hornstein, who's joined us uh, multiple times over the years. He announced uh, in the last couple of weeks he's retiring that he will serve out the rest of his term in the House. But after 22 years as a Democrat in the House, that he is uh, stepping away, uh, we want to have that conversation with Frank. We hope he joins us in a matter of moments. Our friend Jamie Ukis is with us at 135, Tom Hauser at 205 in a travel flight fiasco that I'm right in the middle of right now along with my uh, stepson, Michael. But we do now have uh, Representative Frank Hornstein, who is kind enough to join us. And like all of our guests, he is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time, as always. Simple question to begin with. Why, after 22 years... Are you walking away from the state house? Well, thank you so much again for having me. You know, it's been a fantastic 22 years. We've got a lot done. And, uh, you know, it's it's time to move on. And, uh, you know, uh, there's there's other other activities, a uh, grandchild coming. And um, I'm, you know, very excited for the future, but uh, uh, really proud of what we've been able to do here over a, a long, long period of time at the legislature. Okay, yeah, when you look at 22 years and aspects of government where you have been a central figure, where you have played a role, what are you most proud of, maybe one or two accomplishments? Well, I think the transportation bills that we've uh, passed, um, you know, hands-free driving, for example, that was a really tough one to get through. Uh, no texting while driving. You know, you'd, you'd think these are common sense, but, you know, passing any bill in the state legislature has its challenges. But I also think the big transportation bill that we passed last year uh, was historic. Um, we will now have resources to fix bridges, uh, crumbling roads, uh, improve transit systems. Um, and that was really uh, something that I've, you know, and others have wanted to see for decades. And so um, I think that's a really good note to end on. You uh, represent uh, parts of the city of Minneapolis. We'll get to Minneapolis in a little bit, but I'm going to stay on the, the transportation areas for a couple questions here. So let's go to hands-free and texting. They are absolutely essential 
for all of us to do, but sadly, they aren't happening enough. It doesn't take long to be driving somewhere in the state of Minnesota. I don't care if it's Little Falls or it's Lakeville, where you look over, Frank, and you see someone who's actually talking on their phone or they're texting. Is it better than it was before? Absolutely, and I'm glad you passed it. But do we have enough teeth in the enforcement uh, to punish the folks who are violating the law and making themselves dangerous and making it dangerous uh, for others on the road? Well, we did have uh, some language to clarify um, that for law enforcement last year and the bill that passed. And, you know, it's it's a combination. It's not simply enforcement. Uh, there has to be public education around this. Uh, we also have to, you know, engineer our roads in, in, in different ways. Um, so it's really a combination of things. When you talk to the state patrol, they'll, they'll tell you that. Um, but, you know, we have also an epidemic of speeding. We, we also have, um, uh, you know, the, we haven't fully conquered the, the issue of DWI yet. And so people really have to be so uh, aware of uh, what they're doing when they're driving. I mean, these, you know, we're, we're careening down highways at you know, 60, 70 miles an hour uh, or side streets where kids are playing or biking and, and just you know, traffic safety and pedestrian safety, you know, has been a huge priority of mine and, and I think sh- should be a shared uh, value for everybody. And so, um, yes, we are starting to see uh, some declines now in, in distracted driving um, and uh, stepped up enforcement. But that's not the only thing that that will uh, prevent this. OK, uh, on the speeding part, because this is a topic we've discussed many times on the show. And it is, uh, pun intended, it has accelerated since COVID came along when the roads were so empty and it's stayed at that level since the roads have uh, become much busier, maybe all the way back to before, at least close to back before. If Representative Frank Hornstein could get something passed to try to uh, slow down the speeding, punish the speeders, what would you do? Well, again, we did that last year. We have... um uh you know a a new um a group now for uh that's taking over the the work of the towards zero deaths initiative we put in money particularly for rural uh highways and um you know rural uh you know vulnerable rural areas that have had a lot of issues with traffic safety so um you know we can only put in some resources we can only uh engineer our roads to be safer um and uh ensure that uh that we have the resources to do it um but it's also it's it's a shared communal responsibility traffic safety is a shared responsibility for everybody and um but you're absolutely right Chad i mean this this speeding issue has really um, been a problem since since COVID, and uh, we, we've got to just make sure people um, really pay attention to that. Represent Frank Hornstein with us. It's uh, 15 past one. He's stepping away from the House and the legislature at the end of the upcoming session, 22 years in the House. We've talked to you uh, many times about uh, Met mass transit, in particular Southwest Light Rail. You know this well. This uh, state has a sour taste in its mouth 
about mass transit. Some of it's legit, some of it's unfair, some of it's perception, but the polling is not good. Ten years from now, we have a conversation. You've stepped away, but you still care about what's going on. It's 2034. Is the perception the same? Do we have more mass transit? Or the combination of the cost of everything heightened by Southwest Light Rail, the fact that so much of light rail is directed towards downtown and not as many people are working downtown. Uh, do you think we've reached a tipping point and it's awfully negative towards mass transit? Well, I would argue, Chad, the the opposite. I mean, there are some forms of transit that are doing really, really well um, and that have recovered. Uh, you know, COVID was really devastating for, for transit systems and, and transportation in general. But we have what are called um, rapid buses that run on city streets and uh, are you know, I've been a critic of the Met Council, as you know, um, mm-hmm. but the Met Council has done a good job with um, these arterial bus rapid transits. Uh, they are doing quite well. You know, you can get a bus every 10 minutes. Uh, you know, you, you buy your, your ticket in advance. You, you board uh, low on a lower platform. Uh, they have priority with the, the signals. And, you know, we have these in St. Paul. We have it in Minneapolis. And they're doing very well. They're very, very popular. The local buses also. Um, I'm a bus rider myself, um, the transportation chair that doesn't drive. And I take the local buses. And, and they're doing quite well uh, as well. So if we can do transit in a common sense way uh, and make sure that, the, uh, that there's enough frequency and it's reliable, and it's safe, um, people ride it. And um, so I think that if we have smart investments in public transit, um, this is an essential part of any uh, major metropolitan area. The metropolitan areas that are successful have successful transit systems. Let's talk about Minneapolis. And, you know, you're a proud liberal, right? You, You came to politics in many ways because of Paul Wellstone. You in 2016, endorsed Bernie Sanders. For our audience members right now who look at Minneapolis and look also at the legislature and feel like that both the legislature and Minneapolis have moved too far from the too far to the left and they don't agree with many of these policies and they feel like the state was better when it was more to the center, What do you say to that portion of the audience? Well, um, there's a lot of diverse voices in Minneapolis. And, um, you know, the the city is, um, you know, coming back. And, uh, you know, you have uh, more folks coming downtown. Um, You know, we have some, you know, challenging problems to work through. Uh, but it is the the heart and soul of of the of the region, and so we have to have a strong Minneapolis to have a strong Minnesota, and so um, you know I'm confident that uh, you know we're going to have um, you know good times ahead, uh, you know. But look, everyone's got to pull together and work together. Um, I, I think that uh, uh, you know the the, the city you you, you go. You know, down to the uh, um, warehouse district, you'll see just, you know, 
lots of nightlife. You you go. People are still coming down for for baseball games and football games and all kinds of special events. And you know, it's just look. We we went through a very difficult period not too long ago, and you know, cities uh, ebb and flow. Downtowns ebb and flow, and I think we're in a, in a better trajectory now. Two last points. I'll let you go. When you say Minneapolis made up of diverse voices, I can hear a lot of people saying, yeah, and one of those voices really isn't the Republican Party. Would the city of Minneapolis be better if Republicans also played a part as opposed to a city really run by one party? Well, I mean, this this is really one of the issues in politics that is is challenging now. And, you know, and I've tried in my political career to, you know, work with Democrats and Republicans alike here at the state legislature. But look, we are, uh, unfortunately, um, over the last, you know, several election cycles, a lot of division in in terms of blue and red. And so um, areas that once had, um, you know, Democratic representation in parts of Minnesota no longer do. And so we have lopsided races similar to what you have in Minneapolis, which also had you know, Republican uh, members of the legislature. I think Arnie Carlson at one time was in the legislature in Minneapolis. So, you know, this is part of a much broader trend in American politics. Um, You just see it all over the country. Uh, And so, uh, but, you know, you have a lot of diversity even within the Democratic Party. And, um, you know, as as we do in, uh, you know, hopefully there are, are, are you know, voices also in the Republican Party that uh, are, are different than than some of the uh, the more traditional voices. So, look, this is uh, Chad part of a, a trend. It's it's not just simply Minneapolis. Uh, my last point is, uh, you're not surprised. There is a very strong reaction to the uh, tragedy in Burnsville, with uh, two officers killed, a paramedic killed, another officer shot. And you have strong viewpoints, including a number of texters and callers who feel like the party you represent, the Democratic Party, is not tough enough on crime, that sentencing isn't strong enough, that the support for police is not out there. When you hear those uh, comments about your party and safety and policing, what do you say? Well, first of all, I want to say that my heart goes out to all of the people in Burnsville. We had... Uh, on the House floor yesterday, um, just incredibly powerful tributes from both Democrats and Republicans who um, represent that area. And so, you know, we're all grieving. I mean, these are uh, incredible people who have given their lives to the community. And um, this is just such a senseless tragedy. Uh, But, you know, um, you know, this is this is a complex issue. And, um, you know, I look at it from the point of view as, you know, we have so many guns out there and we have to do a much better job of preventing gun violence. And so I, you know, you look at the, uh, something like this and, and that individual should not have had those firearms. Um, and um, so this is a, uh, we in our, our um, uh Public safety bill last year put in just for Minneapolis alone, $19 million additional for uh, law enforcement. So, you know, 
it's a combination. We have to give the resources, but we also have to look at preventing gun violence. Frank, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. We'll reach out to you again before you step away in, uh, in the fall. Yeah, thank you so much, Chad. I always enjoy talking with you. Thanks for having me on. Represent Frank Hornstein. You want to react? You certainly can. It's a 24 past one here on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, we need to uh, get to Jamie uh, somewhat on time. But I'm seeing a lot of text, and I agree with the texters. Uh, I can only ask the questions. I tried to be as specific as possible. I've enjoyed when Representative Hornstein has come on before. And we've talked about Met Council and uh, traffic issues. And I thought he was <clears throat> fairly specific and direct in his answers those times. I thought there were a lot of general answers. I thought he wasn't answering my specific questions i thought there was spinning going on to be honest nice man but on direct questions about lack of diversity in minneapolis diversity under one party i mean it's it's hard for me to say there's a lot of diverse voices in minneapolis when one party runs the whole show and then the perception issues and the idea that people think it's not just perception for the Democrats that it's reality. Uh, and, and they're certainly entitled to these views. You don't have to agree with them. But the idea that we have a lot of people out there think uh, Democrats have been too soft on crime and that's played a part. I don't think he directly answered that one either. And... I I don't think Democrats have been strong enough on crime in the state. Let me just be blunt, not all. But I think there have been moves uh, by prominent Democrats and by policy matters which have taken place in St. Paul where I think they have moved too far to rehabilitation to their young 
as opposed to all of that, but all that includes the other key part, strong punishment. And I'm not saying every 13-year-old kid who gets arrested the first time, Stillwater, 50 years. Because I heard some of that hyperbole earlier, and it's nonsense. We have a major problem across this country where we are dealing with the same individuals committing crime after crime after crime, and we're patting them on the head too much as opposed to here's five years. The 40-year argument is B.S., to quote Joe Sutri. And Democrats have been running the show. Can they get everything done um, without Republicans? No, because sometimes it's supermajority issues. But I think there are fair points. I mean, Mary Moriarty and what's taking place in Hennepin County. It's one thing, as we've said repeatedly, she ran on this. There's a lot of key cases where I've been shaking my head about how light the punishment has been. And then you juxtaposed it with the state trooper who's seen what's happening with his partner. And that sentence, again, head shaking to me. So uh, I felt like the representative on the areas of transit, and those areas was addressing, but in the other parts gave uh, general standard answers when I was trying to give uh, provide more specific questions. And I, I think I agree with a lot of textures. I did not get those specific answers, and I can only ask the question so many times. It's uh, 32 past one. Our friend Jamie Yukis is next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Jamie's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Are you hungry yet after our dinner Saturday night? No, I'm still stuffed. <laughs> oh, my God. And those, all the desserts. Oh, yes. So when I don't fit into we my met... wedding dress next week, I'm blaming you. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> we met and had a wonderful dinner with our families Seven of us, place that you, Doug, and Archie enjoy. Uh, we enjoyed also. Uh, a lot of sharing. I'm all for sharing. I think non-food shares dead to me. And we did plenty of that. <laughs> but then it was yeah. dessert time, and uh, the waiter came over, and he read off all the desserts, and I said, let's get all of them. So we had yes, you did. seven desserts. We did. I don't even remember them all. There was like a chocolate Bolton cake. There was some type of uh, cheesecake. There was like a apple crisp thing or something. I don't know. There was bread pudding, and I was trying to convince oh, you and Kathleen yeah. that it's not what you think. 
Uh, and then when it arrives, you both are like, this is French toast. I'm like, hello. That's what I was saying. It, it's, it's a fake name. I mean, you think pudding. We know what we think. Bread pudding doesn't look well, like pudding. It's good. But I guess. It's very we good. Have to, we have to feature the bread in the phrasing of bread pudding a lot more than we do the pudding. Let's be honest. And then right. you had uh, recommended, since we were coming up to L.A., uh, Little Tokyo for ramen. I I love ramen. We had this topic a few weeks ago when it was National Pizza Day that if you were on an island and could only have one food for a month, so every meal it was pizza, it was a cheeseburger, it was a taco. And by the way, you can't mix up the pizza, you can't mix up the taco. It's, it's got to be, be the seven. same thing each time. Yeah. I leaned pizza i thought eggs were probably my second i gotta be honest the ramen i had in little tokyo last saturday that, that's that number one number one that's wow. number one. Oh my god hey so good. i'll play tour guide for you any day you're happy with anything yes yes you were you were fantastic <laughs> okay we are sitting here today february uh-huh. 20th in yeah. nine days at this time with the time change, you will be a married woman. Will I, or will I just? Be, yeah, I will. Right, because we're a day, mm-hmm. yes, yes. You are correct. Yes, way to do math. Good job. Yes, I'm very good. I can, I can, I, I can, <laughs> I can judge a, a globe apparently very briefly. Okay, you are in love with dog. You express that frequently um, through Instagram. By the way, there's a fantastic picture of you and Q. Uh, that I know you reposted I saw also. That you put, yeah, you put on Twitter. It's, just, it's wonderful. If people want to see Jamie and uh, Quentin, go to at Chad Hartman Show or go to Jamie Ucas on Twitter either way. So you love Doug, you love Archie, you guys have been together for a few years. But does it feel like that in nine days you're going to be married? Or, or has it hit you in that way yet? Yeah, because I think with getting married overseas, too, to be honest with you, I feel like there's just been so much more little stuff to try to check off and make sure you've dotted your I's and crossed your T's. Because, like, we don't have a lot of time when we get there to make sure everything's right, you know. So um, I think I think we're both we both were talking about last night. We're feeling almost like it's, you know, when you're a little kid and Christmas is coming and you're just starting to get so excited. and You want to make sure you're on the good list for Santa and. You know, and then it's like the night before and you're just all like ready to go. I feel like that's where we're at. Like we also, you know, the funny thing this week, Chad, is we've had a lot of people start making their way into Australia or New Zealand or Fiji on their way to Australia. And they all started landing within the last couple of days. So now we're seeing people's pictures going, oh, my God, we're going to (laughs) go. Like, we got to get there. They're already there. So You are getting married in Australia. Just reminding folks. Uh, you made that decision for a couple of reasons. Doug's from Australia. You, you tr- you've traveled to Australia even before you met Doug a number of times. Uh, yeah. Have you at any point during this whole process said, what the heck? Why didn't we just do this in L.A. just t- 10, 10 minutes down the road? Um, no. Well, that's a lie. So we um, 
there was a moment at the Super Bowl where we're walking around and they had all these wedding chapels just set up everywhere. I was like, yep. what if we just went in and did it? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, that's like, we've like, I think our friends and family, A, would be very mad and B, like, what a waste of money <laughs> that we just went through. So, yeah, I mean, I think we've had the moment, but it, it's going to be so fun. I'm like, I'm still looking forward to it. You know, having traveled there, you said before Doug, yeah. I mean, it was my first international trip from Minnesota when I was 19 years old. Um, I had cousins living there and stuff, and I just, uh, you know, I look back with such fondness, and we're getting married in the Botanic Gardens, and it's just a place I think I've I've always felt myself, if that makes sense. Like, I did that yep. on my own. I traveled by myself. Like, it feels familiar. And so I'm excited to go. It's not like, oh, I'm doing this because Doug's from Australia. It's like mm-hmm. when he asked me to marry him, I said, can we get married in Sydney? <laughs> he was like, what? So, you know, um, I think it's representative. It was, of both uh, honestly, it was reasons. meant to be. I mean, that you're traveling, yeah. that you travel there, then you meet Doug. Now it's perfect. Hang on. Let's uh, pause. I want to talk about a, a study about the gender pay gap, which is still out there oh, and is still very topic. prominent. Yes. All yeah. right. I want your thoughts on that. We'll uh, talk talk uh, to Jamie again in just moments. I'm going to tell you about my friends with K&S, heating and air, plumbing and electric, and this once-in-a-lifetime savings from this fine company. You can purchase a 97% ultra-high efficiency Lennox furnace and matching air conditioner, yours for only 7700 and $95. If you'd like for $500 more at a heat pump, maybe you don't know everything about uh, a heat pump. KNS does. They're experts in the area. Plus, even with these great prices, you also will receive a 10 year warranty. And for qualified buyers, how about this one? 24 months, 0% interest. There is no reason to hesitate. I talk about these folks on the radio, but more importantly, I have them in my house. I've had their products at my house. I have them out for the spring and fall tune-up. You should have them out at minimum for a free estimate. How to get a hold of them? Easiest way to do it online, ksheating.com. Jamie Ucas continues with us on WCCO. We'll get back to the uh, Burnsville shooting and a number of... Uh, Topics along those lines early next hour. This is a report from uh, the 2024 Status of Women and Girls Report. It's collaboration with the Women's Foundation of Minnesota. Here's what it shows, Jamie. That women overall across race and ethnicity make 81 cents for every dollar a white man makes the difference in pay is even more stark for women of color. Black women make 62 cents. Latina women make 57 cents. You hear this and your first reaction is. Well, I've had this conversation a lot with people in the caregiving space. And, you know, while it's extremely unfair, I think people, um, you know, from my perspective as a woman, yeah, it's shocking, I know, um, that I would find that unfair. But, you know, if you really look at the people who are taking care of us, taking care of our parents who are aging, taking care of our children, who take care of our homes, 
you know, nannies, housekeepers, all those types of things. Those are a lot of the jobs you're looking at when you look at the disparity. And shame on us. You know, like these are these are people that take care of us um, and we're going to need them more and more as the population gets older for not only to pay who's going to do the work. Absolutely. Now, when this has come up before, uh, individuals who aren't just crackpots, you know, are reasonable individuals have said you also have to look at the jobs that sometimes we still have a divide on which jobs more men are involved in versus which jobs more women are involved in. And sometimes that can play a notable part in gender pay and this, right. well, uh, in this gap. I, but yeah, I mean, I'm that's saying. obviously you what you're alluding to. Yeah, if, if you look at historically what female jobs, quote-unquote, nurses make less than doctors, and doctors are typically, you know, still, if you look at the percentage, yep. largely male. Um, you know, if you look at even the restaurant industry, 70% of women go to school to be a chef or in hospitality. And it's something like 50% of those will drop out by the time they have children. Um, but, you know, so they're not becoming the big celebrity, you know, chefs pulling in millions of dollars with cookbooks and other things. I mean, of course, there's a, a percentage, but, you know, we're talking about people running kitchens, nurses, teachers. You know, you look at the percentage of teachers who are mm-hmm. women. And that's where I say, too, it's like you may not look at that as a caregiving job, but I, I certainly think when the pandemic happened, a lot of parents' eyes were opened as to who was taking care of their kids uh, besides just having them learn math, science, reading, and all those types of things. So that's true, but then I think we have to look at, you know, what dollar amount are we willing to put on some of these jobs then compared to others? Yeah, and, and it's a very fair debate, and it's come up a lot since the the tragedy with the three individuals killed and, and, and one officer shot on law enforcement pay and teachers pay and, and, and oh, other yeah. professions. And it's valid, and it's important. I just don't know if it's ever going to change. It, it should. Well, I mean – I, th- I feel like, Chad, you know, you look out here in California, we have this conversation all the time on our show. You can't be a teacher in some of the communities that you're teaching in and be able to afford to live there. So at some point, you would think there's going to be, like, you can't be a police officer, a firefighter, or a teacher. These were historically jobs that you could just have a one-income household on a firefighter salary, a police officer salary, a yep. teacher salary. Now here, two incomes, that's not happening. I mean, so eventually, you know, there's got to be some type of correction. I'm not an economist. I don't know what that looks like. Um, But, you know, if you don't have your police officers, firefighters, teachers, and other middle-income people being able to live in the communities they serve, then what do they even care about the community they're serving? How do you think it is in your business from the time you started to where you're at now? And obviously, you know, you started at one level, now you're – prominent here in LA, you've been on the network for a long, long time, whether just your own experience or talking to others twofold in, in, in the television news business, the opportunities and the compensation. Well, I think you're seeing what's happening in a number of industries. I see a lot of women that, um, you know, they come up in this business and when they want to have a family, they can't keep it up because you're expected to work nights and weekends. And, you know, that's what's expected of you. Um, so you sometimes have to make a choice as a family, which is uh, usually rests on the woman anyway. But, you know, when I started out in this business, I was making $19,000 a year in Rochester, Minnesota, competing with nurses for housing. 
um, I qualified for free dental care. Uh, when I moved to Fort Myers, Florida back in 2003, I thought I was getting a huge raise by um, by making $42,000 a year to live in Naples, Florida. And I know a lot of your listeners <laughs> are going, Naples, Florida, $42,000 a year? Yeah, I was lucky that I had uh, my grandparents had had a condo for the winter that I could live in. Um, you know, so you really, when you start out in this industry, unless you have help, there's really no way to make it. I mean, I, and that's, I just feel extremely fortunate. My parents and grandparents looked at my first few years in television as a kind of graduate school, but how privileged was I to be able to have that? Um, you know, and I look at that and, you know, a lot of people complain about who is in media, um, the types of people who enter media. And I think that's a real conversation too, of like the people who can afford those, those, you know, first one to basically 10 years for some people starting out making nothing, you know, those are the people that end up being able to move on and and make it, you know, and I hustled, I worked really hard, but you know, I'm not, I I was very privileged to be able to, you know, have help with housing. My grandmother lived in Rochester. She bought all my groceries, you know, I wouldn't have eaten, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so that's, we have to look at that too. I mean, I think there's just certain professions that are off the table for people because you got to pay the bills. Yeah, I mean, I also started in Rochester. I was calling games in the CBA and was making very little money. Then I would go to Orlando where I was calling games for the Twins AA franchise. And as I arrived, the general manager of the team said, well, we just lost the radio station. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? And he's like, well, we're going to try to find another station. Well, we did, but then they cut out about 20 of the games. So instead of calling all 144, I think it called like 120. And it was uh, a heavy metal station, Jamie. I don't know how this guy <laughs> pulled this off, but you went from Def Leppard to 23-year-old yeah, like me calling double-A baseball <laughs> games by myself, sweating profusely in the Orlando mini press box and making 100 bucks a game, you know? Yeah. Um, I hear you. And by the way, it's not just this business. It's pretty much everybody listening right now outside of uh, very few fields. They also have that where, you know, and and you get the double whammy of how expensive college is and how expensive food prices have been. And hopefully you have a grandmother, you have somebody to help out. But for a lot of people, they don't. And they no, have to debate how long they're going to pursue yeah. what really is the goal and the profession they want to have. Right. A hundred percent. All right. So is this our last visit for a couple weeks? couple weeks. Yes. Yeah. I'm off. I mean, I think you should be calling in during the wedding is what I think. Dave, yeah, doesn't that seem you're fair? Adorable. Yeah. You're adorable. I mean, she's so got a cute. microphone and we're just listening in. You know, to what's taking place? I, we, <laughs> I Dave, we have that budget, right? Leave, no, I was told to leave my microphone at home, and I got to tell you, my boss at KCAL at, in Los Angeles, love him. He told me to leave the work phone at home. He said, I'm not oh. contacting you. You just leave that at home. That is awesome. All so, right. You're going to so have a great bye. time. <laughs> I know it's going to go well. Congratulations on everything. Thank you. Appreciate it. It was good to see you Saturday. Absolutely. I had a ton of, ton of fun. Jamie with us. She's about to get married on the 29th. 
So for some reason, that's a higher priority than coming on this silly little radio show. I can't help her. I mean, we all know it's a bad decision uh, on coming on this show. Linda's Construction Time Check. It's time for you to beat the spring rains and get 50% off installation labor on leaf guard gutters. How about CBS? How about local news? And then back to the Burnsville tragedy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 